Hey everyone, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 204 entitled Indie World and Play NYC Recap. We're going to be talking a lot about the Indie World Showcase, of course, the Play NYC 2020 that happened uh, just a couple weeks ago. And uh, it was actually last week, last week. And uh, and then we're a lot of other news and rumors and stuff like that we're going to be talking about tonight. My name is Steve. I am also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, always a pleasure. Sure. And uh, also joined by Greg, too. Hey, Greg. Uh, hi, everyone. Great to be here. Love talking games with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, we do love uh, talking games with you guys. And so if you are joining us in the chat, be sure to toss any of your ideas, your opinions, your thoughts, or anything like that about the stuff that we talk about. Uh, we'd love to know all of your thoughts and opinions and everything as well in the live chat. But if you are watching this after the fact, feel free to use that comment section here on YouTube as well. If you are watching or listening on your podcast app, if you're just listening to the audio version, uh, thank you guys for joining in as well. You can also join in the conversation either on our social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube or and also Twitter um, and uh, just at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, but you can also join our Discord and that link is in the description down below and also in the, the podcast show notes. We would love for you guys to join our Discord and uh, continue to join in that conversation between the episodes. Throw us all those different ideas uh, that you guys have, uh, thoughts and opinions and everything. We love interacting with you guys. Um, speaking of which, Mike is already in the chat saying he demands party hats. I'm not really sure why he wants party hats, but uh, but he's demanding them. Um, I, I don't have any. Sorry, Mike. Um, Greg, Barry, you guys got any party hats? Don't think you have a party. No, hat. not handy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Maybe next time. Probably not. Uh, but uh, let's let's join in uh, our discussion as we normally do and discuss what we've been playing lately before we jump into any of the news and all that stuff. So we'll go to Greg first this time. Greg, what have you been playing lately? Well, this was a much uh, slower two weeks than normal, so I just had time for Animal Crossing, and I did play a few more levels in Dodo Peak because that was a lot of fun and enjoying just picking up a few additional levels here and there just to unlo unlock a few more things. So also on the mobile side, still doing Fire Emblem Heroes. The CYL stuff just uh, launched today. So it's a brand new summon event for like the three houses heroes that got their brave additions. And that means that uh, Gen 5 for BST and all those other power creep stuff that everybody likes to talk about. So yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yes, I Dodo Peak. I, have you have you have you checked the leaderboard yet on the first ten? No, not. <laughs> I didn't check that the last time I was in. But I'm guessing Steve's. <laughs> <laughs> I am creeping up there. I'm I'm actually like yeah. The last time I checked, I haven't played it in a, in a few days. But I I was uh, I was in the top. I think I'm in the top ten on all the first ten levels. Um, nice. Uh, overall Top 10 worldwide yeah oh wow yeah yeah and i haven't unlocked the uh the golden uh the golden bird yet so there's there i could still get faster um but anyway uh i'll talk about that in just a second barry what have you been up to lately <laughs> well i'm really glad to hear you guys are enjoying dodo peak um i have not had the time to go back to it because i have i've really been busy with uh a lot of other games, so I'm still doing Animal Crossing, but I just finished 
getting the last of the mermaid DLC, their DIYs. So I'm done swimming until the first of the month. So thank God. I, I don't have to play that every day. I can just relax. So that's cool. Um, Paper Mario. I have completed Paper Mario in the Origami King and uh, had a lot of fun with that. And, uh, you know, just just seeing that transition from my initial reaction where I was like, this sucks, the battle system's terrible. I'm still not a fan of the battle system, but the rest of the game, top-notch. Top-notch, totally, I love that game at this point. Like, it's so weird how it transitioned. Um, but then I've been playing some smaller stuff after doing Paper Mario. I'm like, I want to do some smaller stuff. So one thing I've been playing is Super Blood Hockey, which we'll talk a little bit about later, which is uh, a lot of fun, old-school ice hockey NES, Blades of Steel NES-style hockey game with a lot of blood where you can, you know, not only, you know, start fights and have a whole team brawl instead of a one-on-one, but you could do, like, franchise mode where you could actually train your players and do workout in the gym, but they could still get, like, injured in the gym. So, like, it's very realistic for, for that type of, of game, but it's a lot of fun. Um, also, I've been playing, uh, for my Underdower Challenge on the Playcast, I started uh, Motor Rush GT, which was a game I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to like. And I, I was surprised. It's a first-person motorcycle game, but it's, like, an old-school arcade-style, like, Arctic Thunder Almost like where you would have the actual motorcycle and you would sit. And it actually uses tilt. It even uses the Labo tilt with the, wheel with, with the motorcycle thing, which really threw me for a loop. But you can you could turn that off. Hmm. Um, so I decided to start Cat Quest because I've heard enough good things. And I played through and beat Cat Quest 1 in probably about six hours or so. I had a lot of fun with it. Didn't 100% it, but I really had a lot of fun with it. So now I'm halfway, about halfway maybe, maybe a little less than halfway through Cat Quest 2. Um, really enjoying them definitely better than i thought and if you like if you like zelda style if you like rpg elements if you like a little diablo i highly recommend it. it it's just so cute the everything's a cat pun or a dog pun uh really well written and really really adorable and then there was a sale um where if you downloaded a coloring book you got like six games for free so i did that and i was playing uh one of them not not a brain buster which was surprisingly entertaining. Nice. I was like, this game is going to be like nothing. And I, I wound up playing it for like an hour and a half. Like, wow, this game, it's just a cube and it just gives you directions. Left, right, up, down. Simple. Go in those directions. But then it starts doing like not left or nothing mm. or not nothing or not not left. And then it starts adding colors where all four sides are colors. Red, not red. Then it starts adding like blue and up. You know, and it's like, wait, hold on. You know, so it starts getting crazy and you have to do like 20, 30, 40 times in a row. Very, very simple. Very, very easy in terms of design, but surprisingly difficult in execution. And it's one of those, oh, so close. I'm going to get it this time. Nice. Uh, really enjoyed that game. And for free, I'm like, okay, well worth it. Um, on the PS4, I decided to start Dragon's Crown Pro. Uh, I'd love to see it come to the Switch, but uh, I'm just... I'm not sure if I'm actually going to complete it because I've you know, i been just having fun with Cat Quest. But it is a good game, Vanillaware. Uh, PC, I've been still doing 14. In fact, we finally got a patch after like what feels like five months. Uh, we finally got an update patch, new story, new raids, new content. Uh, just uh, The game is beautiful and amazing. And you know, I kind of hate that I'm done with everything in the game because it's like there's nothing for me to play. But one new content there, I, I'm right there. And uh, speaking of new content, I'm still doing Dragalia. Um, new content dropped today, new chapter of the story, which honestly threw everything for a loop. 
And I really want to see Nintendo take this further with side games. I really want to see characters start going to Smash. They're, they're doing some pretty incredible stuff with the story. And uh, it's way deeper than I think any mobile game should probably be. And uh, I'm, I'm still doing Mario Kart Tour, of course. Mm. Uh, just having fun with it. Nice, nice. That's that's cool that they're still, like, I've never played, like, really gotten to Gralia, but it's so cool to hear that they're really adding a lot to it, um, which does intrigue me. Like, I wonder where they are taking that in the future, because it seems like it's just, they're happy with it being just mobile, but, like, where could that go? Like you said, with Smash or with, like, a mainline game on, on the console, that's, that'd be interesting. I mean, it's it's definitely not making the money it was initially. And obviously, like especially with COVID, a lot of things aren't making as much. And, and mobile games, I think, are down across the board because people aren't out. People are home. Um, so it shows, you know, they're, the newer events don't always have like voice acting, whereas the older ones do. But the story, the mainline story is great. And, you know, they're repeating like right now, they're repeating last summer's event. They're definitely doing that to pad. But even when they repeat, they add new things. They add, like, oh, this facility can go up higher. Oh, we've added a new difficulty. So at least the returning players can be like, oh. Plus, you still get all the rewards. So it's not like, oh, I've done that. I already have all the rewards. What's the point of me doing it? It's no, you can earn all the rewards again. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's nice because it allows you to do something and, and still constantly progress. And I think they've done a great job. And honestly, I think if more people gave it a chance and played the story, um, the story is very, very good, and it's very free-to-play, casual-oriented. And I'd like to see Nintendo put a mainline on the Switch. You know, I think they can do something with these characters. Uh, I just hate to see them just drop it. You know, I, Nintendo is known for dropping IP, certain IP, and never touching it. I mean, we haven't had a Star Tropics game since the NES, and Mock Rider <laughs> the NES, and and you know. Where's F-Zero been since the GameCube and the GBA? And, you know, like, there's so many IP that they haven't done anything with. Kid Icarus, they finally brought back and then dropped again. Right. Um, and Jakester's <laughs> going to bring up Mother, I'm sure. So oh, yeah, mother, <laughs> mother, absolutely. And Golden Sun, if you want to mm. go back to RPGs. Golden Sun hasn't been there since the DS. There's so many Pilot Wings was at the launch of 3DS on yep. its third entry and then disappeared. That was an SNES launch title. And N64. That was a title they launched two of their systems with. Uh, and, well, three of them, 3DS launched with it as well. Mm. Where is it now? Why is it on the Switch? That would be a great Switch title. Um, so, yeah, there's a... I just hope they just don't leave this. I, I think I think it's actually more important for Smash because it is their only IP for mobile that is unique mm. and exclusive and started as mobile. Every other IP that they brought to mobile has started elsewhere. And especially with Smash being a celebration of all Nintendo and they've got like all oh, these characters started with the NES and these SNES and they've even highlighted that in events. How about the, their first ever mobile IP? Let's get some representation in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that, that's probably actually, <laughs> if they, if they've kind of forgot about all those other ones, I don't know if I'm holding out any hope for Dekali or not, but we'll see. That's the thing. <laughs> At least it's still new content. So they haven't, and the game. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of Jakester, uh, he says, I've only been really playing uh, Fate Grand Order and Tetris 99, but he did touch uh, Animal Crossing after a while. Um, and yeah, so be sure to let us know what you guys have been playing uh, in the chat or after the fact in the comments as well. Uh, yeah, I've been playing, of course, um, a little bit of uh, Rocket League. Um, my, my quest for like changing up my 
my control scheme has been uh, exciting because I feel like I've gotten to a point where I where I I know what I'm doing now with the new control scheme and everything. So I've kind of I went back to like twos and I've been playing um, a lot of two v two recently and trying to get that level up to where my my three v three level is. Um, but uh, really excited about the new cross platform. Uh, save system and and all the stuff that that they're going to be bringing to the game really soon. They just said I think at the end of the summer, um, so maybe at the end of this month. We're not sure, but it's going to be uh, where you can actually um, take your items and your progress and everything from one system and save it to your your account and actually be able to access that same. Uh, progress and items and all that stuff from another account. So if I play on my Switch, then I can jump on my Xbox, my PS4. If I end up getting it for PC at some point, I could just always be on my same account the whole time instead of having three different accounts like I do right now, which is ridiculous. So you you essentially will just pick your primary account and then everything else will kind of synchronize into that. Um, so I'm really excited about, about that update that's supposed to be here at the end of the summer. Um, and then playing Animal Crossing, not really doing a whole lot. I'm just kind of doing the daily, you know, grind, which is which is nice. It's like, you know, I, I can get on there for 30 minutes or less and do what I want to do every day. I'm not collecting everything like you guys are, so it, it helps to like limit my time on it every day. Um, if I was, you know, having to yeah, swim well, and pick up everything, it'd be a different story. What was that? Yeah, why every day with the Pascal getting a scallop every day? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope i'm just uh going and getting my my uh um like digging up all the what's it called i'm blanking it that's awful um the the dinosaur bones and stuff oh the fossils fossils <laughs> oh gosh this is gonna be an interesting podcast if i can't remember the word fossils um but uh yeah doing that and you know getting my money trees and you know selling things and stuff like that so i'm essentially making like I think a hundred thousand bells a day and just depositing it in the, the account and just letting it, you know, sit there and eventually I'll do some extra stuff and everything. But yeah, right now I'm kind of just in maintain maintenance mode, um, for that. And, uh, yeah, so I've been playing some Dodo peak, uh, went ahead and, and went back and decided to go ahead and advance a, and complete a few extra levels. Uh, and then all of a sudden it hit me that I haven't, um, went back to see where you guys are standing and everything on the uh, the first several levels and in, in terms of the leaderboards and and I saw that there was a couple levels that uh, that I'd been beaten on and some by you guys and some on the overall uh, the worldwide leaderboards and I decided to uh, spend some time grinding the other day and and got myself on the uh, the leaderboards I think. I'm at least in the top like 15-ish on all the first 10 levels, um, at least as of the other day. But uh, the top 10 on the majority of them and uh, top five in several of them. I'm, I think like I'm number two or three or something like that, or I was at least on, uh, on a few of the, the levels. So it's been fun to kind of go back there over and over and, and kind of, yeah, grind that and see how high I can get. And, uh, and then it's, it's already been known in our discord. Uh, Barry and I have chatted about it. Jakester's already aware that I did finally complete Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna. 
Um, so yep, it's, uh, it's complete. It's done. Uh, and then immediately I wrote up a giant list of questions and sent them to Barry and saying, uh, what about this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And, uh, the majority of those questions I think could be answered with, um, Barry's recommendation to play Xenoblade 2. Um, so <laughs> I think almost all of those, those questions that I still had unanswered were, uh, hey, you'll find out in the, in the main game. Uh, you should go play it. And so, um, I haven't yet, although I've been looking, I, I went to Target and, and Walmart today and both of them completely sold out. So either I'm going to have to go and maybe find it at GameStop or order it online if I'm going to get a uh, physical copy because all the stores around me are, are sold out. Yeah. Because um, now, right now, especially with the, the pandemic, people are looking for big RPGs. Well, it didn't help that, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition launched last month. A lot of people playing it for the first time loved it. And then it's okay, well, now I want to play two. So now they're going for two. Yep. Yep. For sure. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to step away from it for a while. Like I said, I still have X to, to finish and, and I have my, my Wii U set up again. So maybe I'll, I'll, you know, jump back over to X. It won't answer any of my questions about, uh, Xenoblade 2, but, um, but I, I, I do have the game already and I figured I should probably at, at some point complete it too. Um, but uh, let's go to the chat. Uh, Jaster think I didn't think I was going to actually mention it. Um, of course, he gave me the word fossils. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and then uh, Jaster said he has an island idea for his island, uh, assuming Animal Crossing, uh, but he doesn't have the motivation to do it. And the fact that they don't have online multiplayer for decorating island sucks. Um, yeah, it could be kind of cool if you if you were able to do that. I think I think there's some still some advancements and then everything that uh, Animal Crossing could and should um, be making in the near future, and you know things like that could be could be one of them. So yeah, I'm interested to see where they go, but it's it's definitely got to that point for me as well, where I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm doing a little bit here and there, but it's not as the thing that I was doing for, for a while. Uh, Jared just joined in and said he's been playing Animal Crossing, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Pokemon Go, and he got Boomerang Fu, uh, which was a lot of fun. So, cool. Hmm. Cool. Um, I also... the typo, if you didn't know, for kindness. That was actually addressed in like a very mini update or something did they really that's if, i guess the uh the the poll or the uh um all the the effort went into it and then actually uh which actually fixed it so that's that's impressive um i will say as well barry i i also found the the cubic games uh sale on the eShop as well so i downloaded uh the few that i didn't have already um which was pocket mini golf uh not not jumping joe and friends and many trains so they are like right there on my on my home screen right after rocket league and animal crossing so um at some point i figured hey they're free why not check them out and and i'll, I'll play them here and there um cubic games gives away their games all the time like i don't i don't get it why i don't know how they make money at that company because they're always giving away their games that sale's still going on either like one day thing it might have been yeah so you guys can check it out if it's still going on, but uh, if not, um, sorry you missed out. But you know what? Another month or two, they'll probably make them all free again. Just have double, you had to download Coloring Book, which is free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so download that, and then the others turn to free. Absolutely. So it was like seven games for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, important question, though. 
Um, how many of you, how, which of you guys played My Universe, My Baby? It came out today. Did, did I you? not, but <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. I actually got two copies of it. Did you really? <laughs> yes, because yes. I, I wound up getting an email from Best Buy saying my copy shipped. Cool. And then I got another email last night, and it was like, oh, yeah, your Amazon order is shipped. I'm like, what is this? And I clicked. It was my universe, my baby. I'm like, are you kidding me? I forgot to cancel. I actually pre-ordered it both places. Yes. forgot to cancel. So now I have two copies. Two. I have to return one. Uh, that's great. You can send it Greg's way. You're supposed to keep it sealed in box because it's going to be worth like That's right. You can play one and then save the other. That's staying sealed. What we can do it as a giveaway or something. As a... I don't know if anybody wants it. Probably after we was... yeah, buy it from me, Steve, and we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like they shipped me two and it was How much is it? It, it? It's not a full price game, is it? I think 40 bucks or 30. Really? 30 bucks. <laughs> Let's see. That's funny. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm definitely not going to be buying that. If I can't play, buy Xenoblade 2, I'm not going to be buying my universe, my baby. <laughs> well, come on. Yeah, it's true. If you, you know. put that over my universe, my baby, I would be very shocked. Um, it it was thirty one eighty six, so it was okay. twenty nine nine game. Okay, not not as bad as uh you know, fifty or sixty bucks, but it's still still more than five. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so. so if it was digital only, it would be like five probably. <laughs> Maybe. They probably still make it like at least I don't know, 19. It's a franchise. There's a bunch of DS games. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so one of the things that I mentioned earlier is that uh, play NYC happened last week. And so uh, a lot longer than, than usual. Um, is it normally like three days or something like that? Yeah. So it was an entire week, um, the August 10th to the 16th. And uh, hopefully you guys got an opportunity to at least check out some of it because it was completely for uh, free. So thanks to Playcasting, uh, Playcrafting uh, for for doing that this year, uh, making it absolutely free. And uh, yeah, I got a chance to, to check a little bit of it out. I think the really cool thing is that it's still available on their Twitch channel for if you guys want to, you know, check it out late. Um, that's actually what I ended up doing because I was busy during the time they were live. And so I've, I went back and, and watched uh, an entire day and um, some parts of other days. Uh, so that's, that's available. And they also have their stuff on, on their YouTube channel. They have a bunch of the, the, the trailers that they they showed off during the entire thing so you can still go back and watch a lot of that content even if you did miss it um but barry could give us a rundown of like what what were some highlights of play nyc this year and uh yeah what, what went on this year yeah they had uh all their panels started at like five o'clock during the week um so i wanted to catch a couple of them and i i honestly just didn't get a chance to so like you i you know i was able to at least go back after and watch some of it um, so they had a bunch of different panels and talks from different people in the industry. Uh, a lot of gameplay demos. They they did a lot of you know the developers up there and talking about their games, showing off their games, which I I always think is cool. It's very reminiscent of the Treehouse that Nintendo does during E3. But for me, like the the cool thing um, is the exhibitors tab because it it literally has all the games that are being shown off. Every game has a page, and a good chunk of them have demos. If they don't have demos, they at least have gameplay footage where you know the developer talks about it. And it's for me, it's a little bit on the personal side because you know looking through, I'm seeing a lot of these games that I've seen last year or the year before, and I'm actually able to 
to get the update and see how well it's done. And some of them, you know, that weren't playable last year even are now have a demo, like an alpha demo. And I was like, cool, now I can actually see how it's um, evolved. And uh, some really great titles. Um, I highly recommend you go to play-nyc.com and check out the exhibitors. Check out the games. You know, we, we're going to talk in Indie Direct coming up uh, here shortly. But this is a lot of that indie stuff, you know. And, and some games that are Alex Swim Sanity. Um, there's there's a, you know, information on, on that that just came out. Uh, you get some cool uh, gameplay. One of the things we did a, a, a game chat on, Damage and Transit, is there. You can see some gameplay from that. Um, just some really cool highlights like Anthropod DX, which is a game I've, I've loved since 2017. Um, you get to see gameplay for Operation Dogfight, which is one that I also fell in love with in 2017. That's a dogfighting game, but you're actually dogs flying the planes. <laughs> uh, really, really cool. Really And 3D. It's not like, a, like an 8-bit thing. It's a full 3D you know, Star Fox. It's like Star Fox. It's really, really cool. Um, just some, some awesome ones. Um, one that we, we championed last year, uh, Cristala, um, was had like no, it was like a, a demo reel that we actually hosted on our YouTube channel. Now they have pre-alpha gameplay where you could actually download the demo and give it a try. I'm really happy for them. It, it's just so cool to see this. Um, is it less personal? 100% yes. Is it as exciting as it was, you know, actually going there? In my opinion, yes, obviously. Uh, I don't think anything online is going to be as exciting as being in there. It'd be like watching a video of a roller coaster is not going to be the same thing as actually riding the roller coaster. Um, I'm fine with that, though. I'm scared of the heights, so it works for me. But with this stuff, I think it's cool that you can play some games in the comfort of your home. Um, it, it allowed me to experience some of the games a little bit more than I would have even at the show because it's hard to, as a journalist, it's hard to, to play games at a show and really dive into it because you have like a hundred other people you need to talk to and you have a set amount of time to do it. Um, so it's really cool to, to see what they've done. And I hope that people were able to give them a little bit of their time during the week to check it out, uh, especially cause it was free. It was, it was so free, you know, normally, um, you know, Playcrafting makes money on the show. They put it on. They pull in tickets and everything else. They didn't make a dime. They didn't make a dime on this show. They did it simply for the love of the game, for the love of, of indie developers. And, and, and they really deserve your attention. So if you haven't checked it out, play-nyc.com. Um, check out their Twitch. You know, give, give them a little love because they absolutely deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got a chance, like I said, to to tune in um, for a little bit of them, uh, but mostly going after the fact. And I think that's really cool. I think it's, you know, one of the things that, you know, it's, it's not the same, like you said, of actually going to an event in person. Um, there's very few things, if anything, that can really replace that. Um, but they did a really good job, I think, of capturing all that stuff. And, and it was cool because to be able to highlight specific things and like you know all the attention at that time was on that specific game that developer um which is really cool and being able to have those conversations and sit in and hear those interviews that he did and and just hear the the heart behind and i and I, as i was watching i could definitely think back to what you guys have talked about on your on the, the industry talks when you're interviewing them and everything about like this is a very personal show um and even even doing it online it was it was 
conveyed like this is they wanted to actually get to know the the people behind the games um you know what what led them to develop this game what's a lot of this like you like you said before is this is their passion projects um and it's so cool to see uh their heart behind it and their thought process and what led them to those those different things and and i think that's that's been really cool um so you know kudos for them for for doing this especially like you said for free um but uh yeah that was it was pretty great and i hope that there's some aspect even if they're able to do you know play mic 2021 in person and everything i'd i'd still love if there's an aspect of that still that they could put online for for the rest of us that can't make it yeah i think you're you're muted actually barry they, they absolutely do every year um they uh, always put on uh, the equivalent of like the uh, treehouse. Mm. They do that with different developers. Uh, they don't. They they had the talks the first year in 2017. They had panels. Uh, 2018, 19, not so much. But the, for online, they actually had you know spotlights of different developers getting on that. So that was really cool. Uh, one one year they actually had the stage set up like an old retro, you know, 1970s, early 80s living room, and it was really really cool to sit there and play like this high definition game and uh in that type of setting but they they always stream they're constantly streaming when you're at the show you can actually see the stage you could watch them do it live but cool. they do broadcast it on their twitch nice nice great did you get a chance to to check anything out do you have any thoughts about play nyc actually i sort of <laughs> forgot about it to be honest like i didn't make any reminders to check it out but I'm sure like their broadcasts and streams are still there, so maybe I can go back and try to watch them before the next uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I definitely, definitely got the exhibitors page. There could be a game yeah. there that you'd be like, "Oh, this looks really good." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for everyone that that did miss out or you want to go back and watch it, um, their Twitch. Uh, their Twitch page does have every everything. It's still archived there. I don't know if they're keeping it there, so make sure you run over there and and get it right away. Because um, some of those things, if they don't like, you know how Twitch works. A lot of times, if you don't make it a, a video, it won't stay on there. It's just the archived version of the stream right now. And so uh, there's a chance that they may go away soon. So make sure you jump on there. But you can also jump on their YouTube channel um, for Playcrafting as well. And they have a bunch of uh, uh, like I said, the, the trailers that they showed off. Um, and I think they're also adding a lot of the the clips of, of each day. And, and like you said, the interviews and, and stuff like that, that they're adding to there all the time too. So um, you can still kind of get the Play NYC experience, even if you did miss out, um, which is which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, so yeah, thanks to Play NYC. Um, you know, normally we gave away a bunch of tickets and worth saying thank you for doing all that. They gave away all the tickets this year. So thanks for doing all that. You know, just consider all of our Nintendo podcast listeners, you're, you're all winners this year because uh, Playcrafting just gave you all a free ticket to the online version. Uh, so. Yep. Everyone wins. Everybody wins for sure. And even those that forgot about it. Uh <laughs> So uh, let's move into some more news. Uh, we're going to recap a little bit of the Indie World Showcase. We got an announcement, uh, of course, like always, um, kind of at the at the last minute um, that Nintendo was going to do another um, collection of games that they want to show off online. Uh, formerly, that was called a Direct, but they've kind of gotten away from 
calling it that much anymore and they have different names for different shows that they put on this specific one is the indie world showcase they've had several of those i believe the last one was in march or april if i'm remembering correctly um it was you know several months ago uh but yeah they they went live uh earlier today on september 18th and they showed off uh several different games uh actually 23 if i if i counted correctly uh, so yeah, I'm going to run through the, the games and the release, uh, windows or release dates really quick, uh, and then cover a couple other things. And then we'll kind of discuss, uh, as we normally do what was shown off. So, uh, yeah, so the games that were talked about were, uh, Hades that's coming on in uh fall 2020. So just around the corner, uh, Hypnospace Outlaw is coming August 27th. Spiritfarer is coming today, so it's actually already available. Garden Story uh, is coming out in 2021. Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero are both coming out early 2021. Takisha, yeah, Kishi and Hiroshi uh, actually came out today, as well as Raji, a, uh, an ancient epic. Uh, Bear and Breakfast is coming out in 2021. A Short Hike came out today. Uh, Card Shark comes out sometime in 2021. Torchlight 3 is coming out in the fall of 2020. Manifold Garden is coming, uh, actually came out today. Evergar uh, Evergate also came out today. Haven is coming out later this year. Uh, Going Under is coming out on September 24, uh, 24th uh, of this year. The Red Lantern is coming out sometime this fall. Uh, Unrailed is coming out on September 23rd of this year. Struggling is set for an August 27th date. And Inmost is coming out in just a few days on August 21st. She Dreams Elsewhere is coming out uh, early 2021. Grindstone is sometime this fall, and so is Goner 2. And at the very end of the showcase, we saw, uh, we actually heard first, uh, some some goose sounds because they showed off a, a new two-player mode that's coming in an update to Untitled Goose Game as a free update on September 23rd. And that's going to be available to everyone that has the game already digitally, but it's also going to be available on the physical version that's coming out soon. And uh, there's also a big eShop sale that they showed off. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we have several games that they highlighted. They, they shared a lot more information about games like Hades, uh, Raji, Spiritfarer, um, A Short Hike, Torchlight 3, Takeshi and Hiroshi, uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, Card Shark, Manifold Garden, Subnautica, and its sequel, Below Zero, Garden Story, Evergate, Baron Breakfast. They spent a ton of time on those and kind of highlighted the rest of them. But uh, pretty cool to know that, yeah, we have six games that actually launched today. So that was Raji, Spiritfarer, A Short Hike, Takashi and Hiroshi, uh, Manifold Garden, and Evergate, all available today. Uh, so a lot of really cool games. Uh, I was pretty impressed by what ha what they showed off today. Um, normally, you know, during these game these indie showcases, there's there's sometimes what I know that I've set back and go eh. Um, but that was not the case today. Um, I actually I have several games that I am excited about, and uh, I think all of them 
uh, actually only two of them are available right now. So um, very, very soon I'll probably be checking out a couple of these games. And um, and those were Raji and Evergate, um, I think looked really, really cool. And so um, looking forward to checking that out. I've always been interested by Torchlight. And so that's uh, one of those those. Uh, games that maybe by the third one <laughs> this is going to finally get me to to jump into it. Um, Untitled Goose Game, I was almost already sold on it just by the everything that I've seen of it and having a two-player mode that that might push me over the edge to actually get it. Um, and of course, just I'm, I'm intrigued by the Takashi and Hiroshi, um, like the the style, the art style that they're going with and everything, um, and and really intrigued by Card Shark. Probably won't be a game that I'm actually going to buy, but it, it's just, it's interesting um, for sure. And it, it, it left me scratching my head in a good way, going, hmm, I need to look more into that when it comes out. Um, so, yeah, what did you guys think, Greg? What do you think about uh, the Indie World Showcase? Yeah, I I think overall, I mean, I had that more of the, eh, thing like you said you've had on previous Indie ones. There wasn't a lot that seemed to like really grab my attention but i'm very happy that all these games are actually coming to switch because we actually have no idea what nintendo games are so it's great that there's gonna be a plethora of games coming throughout this year today and even some for next year so it's great to see i love supporting indie games for the most part i try to get the ones that i really enjoy and play through them and that whatnot so i mean the evergate one did seem somewhat interesting i might check that one out um with you, I did agree with the card shark one. That was definitely a head scratcher. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be very good at this game, but I'm <laughs> really interested to see how it works. Like, is it's kind of like stealthish, but it's because you have to like put the card like like um you're technically like cheating the deck and playing cards. So it's no idea how that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think so. Then pretty much the most exciting aspect for me was the Untitled Goose Game update because. I've mentioned on the podcast before, me and my daughter play this game and we absolutely have a fun time. And now that she'll have her own goose is just going to make it more of a mainstay game for us to be playing together. So that was definitely the highlight for me overall. Nice. Nice. Barry, uh, were you also going meh or were you pretty excited about this one? (laughs) Oh, no. Are you kidding me? This this blew the last uh, Nintendo Direct out of the water. This was... I was I was virtually excited for every game shown off, um, at least in one way or another. I thought this was a fantastic presentation. Um, you know, Hades looks great. Uh, I'm really excited to try that. Spirit Fair is one of those games that I've heard a lot of good things, and I just don't know if I'll be able to do it because it's an emotional game, and I'm an emotional guy, and it looks so sweet, and uh, I'm, I've heard good things. Uh, Subnautica is one of those that I have on PS4, never got around to it. I've again, heard good things and to see it come to switch is great. And then to have a sequel as well. That's awesome. Uh, the Takeshi and Hiroshi thing at first, I was like, this is such a weird art style. Cause it's like that claymation almost kind of, and then it shows the gameplay. And I'm like, Oh, you're making the RPG for your brother. And I'm like, that's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. Like, I love that. And you can, you can make it too easy, but then he's not excited about it. Make it too hard. Then he's upset. So you got to find that balance. I think that's pretty genius. Uh, that is a really cool thing. Uh, Raji was my game of the show. Um, just blew me away. Uh, I actually, after it aired, I showed the clip to my wife, who loves foreign cultures and loves you know, Indian culture. 
and she actually went and bought the game. Like she bought it digitally. Like I'm not waiting for a physical. <laughs> I'm buying the game now. So she actually has it. Um, she hasn't had a chance to play yet. She might be playing it as we speak, for all I know. But yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, that that was my game. That um, it kind of uh, interject real quick. Did you play the? what was kind of a, a spiritual successor to Kid Icarus, and I'm blanking on the name of it. I think it was on Wii. It was it was a side-scrolling yeah. one. What was no, that? Not Rodia. No. I forget what it was, but it kind of had a similar art style. This one looks so much better, but it's kind of that that art style where, like, it's 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 realistic cartoon kind of, like, thing, but it's also, like, I, I love the, the camera angle because it just gives this this impression of grandeur that you're a part of something huge like yeah. and you feel like this small little character in the middle of this huge world um so yeah i, w I was intrigued by the story of course but also just the way they're they're telling it and the different perspective shifts and stuff it, it seemed really cool yeah and i love diablo style games so it, it very much feels like a hack and slash diablo uh, speaking of, you know, Torchlight 3, Torchlight is one of those games that I got back when I was getting every XBLA game on the 360, and I played it and loved it, and, and just, it was just so great. And then Torchlight 2 was coming out, and I was excited, but I never played it because I never got a, a, a physical, and at that point, I was done buying digital, and now Torchlight 3. So now I'm hoping for a physical because I really, really want to play that, especially because they brought back pets. Because I didn't even know they took away pets from the second one, mm. but the first one was so great because, like, playing the original Diablo, because it, it's it was the first one's modeled after the original Diablo, and the original Diablo, you had one town, Tristram, and you just went down, you just straight down, and then whenever you needed to, you know, use the scroll of teleportation to go back to town to sell stuff and whatnot, but in Torchlight, you have the same kind of structure, except your pet will fight with you, but when you have like a full inventory, you can tell them, hey, bring this back to sell. Like all the junk you picked up. So they'll go back and you can continue the adventure. But now you're without your pet for a bit and they'll eventually come back and huh. give you the money that they've sold for and then and rejoin you. And I'm like, that's so cool. That's interesting. So it's kind of like the, uh, you're, you're talking about Xenoblade 2 with the, uh, your, um, you can send off the blades or whatever to do different things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is just really cool to see. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how the pet mechanics, because there's definitely way more in this than Torchlight 1. Um, Card Shark is one that intrigued me because it's a, it is a it looks like a strategy game, and I'm I was talking with Jakester a little bit. I'm really in, intrigued, you know. And Jakester agreed, like how many decks of cards did he have to buy to get all those aces, like physical? Because they were all at first. I'm like, wow, how many takes did this take? And then I realized they were all aces. I'm like, I see what you did there. That's really clever. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, what other ones were really like good? Um, just. Uh, Untitled Goose game, I'm excited because that's getting a physical, and I'm really hoping that patch is on the card. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I think it should but, be, yeah. But yeah, like I'm excited to play that finally. Yeah. And that might be one one of the reasons why they held off on releasing the physical version, um, like you said before. Yeah, Evergate I thought was Ori 2 at first. And I was like, oh, Ori, oh, no, no. But it does look really good. It's really good, yeah. Um, it it kind of reminds me of Ori and Lightfall. In a sense, because like Lightfall, you made your platforms as you mm -hmm. did it, and this kind of make platforms too. Yeah, um, so I'm interested cool. in that one. I think because I I hope they I don't know what the controls are going to be like, 
Um, I'm guessing they're going to have traditional controls, but I think with the drawing stuff, it'd be really cool if they did use the Joy-Cons and allow you to use motion control. I'm like, that could be a fun thing and be able to do the same thing like touchscreen, um, you know, and handheld would be, would be kind of cool if they, if they did that. So. Yeah, that, that I'm interested. I want to see, but there was one other, it was, uh, which was the one that was the, it was like the, the camp. You like the bird, and you the oh the bird uh, a short hike, short hike yeah. yeah that one that one the art style really looks cool it looks yeah. like it belongs on the like Game Boy Advance or something though <laughs> so it's like it was interesting to see that kind of art style in the uh, on on the Switch and I think that's going to be interesting because I haven't seen too many in that art style. Well, that's a unique thing. It's, it's it's something different. And that's one mm -hmm. thing I've noticed. And that's why I love indies because they are, they're very artistic and they're very passionate. And you, you see so much color in this indie world. Like, oh, every game's like popping in color. And I love that. So I thought the, this was a great presentation. And I really would love to see if they announced every one of these were physical, I would be happy. My wallet would be crying, but I would be happy. <laughs> right. Because I think they do just physical. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot more of them are coming physical. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at some point at least half of these games got a got a physical copy. Um, and and I think and I wonder, you know, games like Untitled Goose Game, where they probably had no idea how the response was going to be, but all of a sudden they start seeing that it got a huge response and people love it, and now they're like, oh well let's release this physically and let's wait on the, the two player version before we can do that and everything. So we can do it. Well, um, I think as well, I, I agree. Like, I think I saw so many different styles of, of game this time, not only different art styles, but different types of games. I mean, I wasn't like, like card shark. I've never seen anything like that before. Um, and, and also like Hypnospace outlaw, like I'm not going to get that game, but I'm so glad that it's going to exist because like wherever, where else can you go for a nineties simulator? Like just trying to like go through that. It was so weird, but it was so cool that that exists. Um, and for some people that's going to be like a highlight for them. Um, and, and that, that was, that was just really cool. And I think, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to graduate or graduate, <laughs> gravitate, uh, to, you know, Raji and, and, uh, and Torchlight and Evergate, things that I, that I'm intrigued by that are not too far out there, but, but I love the fact that there are games that are out there and trying completely new things. And because we don't really see that too much from, from that, those mainline games from those first party, a lot of times, um, it's, it's these indie games that, that really show off that kind of stuff. Um, which is, which is so awesome. Uh, cool. Well, uh, that was, that was pretty much for the Indie World Showcase. Let's see, uh, the chat room was talking about it a lot too. Uh, Jakester said it was so much better than the last, uh, Nintendo Direct in quotes. Um, and Raji was, uh, really the, what caught his attention as well. Everlast is tempting, but, uh, and he's hoping it has a demo. Uh, that's the other thing cool. There was several of these games that had demos. I didn't, uh, take a note of those, but you guys can find those easily in your in your eShop. Um, just go to the the. I think you can even just type in demo or look in the search or whatever. But uh, but yeah, several of these games had demos, which is really really cool um, that they're doing that. And uh, he also said the card shark was somewhat interesting, but it isn't for me. I think the same thing. I think a lot of these games seem really interesting, not for me, but really interesting. Um, and. Uh, 
Yeah. And then he's also, of course, making fun that I said graduate instead of gravitate. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So and then he also said that it takes at least 208 decks to have a full deck of uh, 52 aces. So just if you guys were wondering. Um, Assuming yeah. he had a full deck of 52 there. It could have been like a right. deck of 40. You would have never known. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. And uh, and yeah, he also pointed out that several of these games were, were shadow drops. Yeah, we have a an article on our uh, on our on our site, NintendoFuse.com, that highlights all of those six games. So make sure you check out that. And at this point, I want to uh, I want to just throw out a shout out to David. Uh, David's our newest uh, person on our team, and he's been writing like crazy. And all all of a sudden, like our because we we've kind of slacked off a little bit and just kind of you know don't have time. Heck, we don't have time to actually play the games we want, let alone uh, write the articles that we want to write on our, our website and everything. But uh, David has joined the team in the last couple of weeks and been just knocking it out of the park. Um, so if you have not headed over to NintendoFuse.com lately, make sure you do that, and you'll see a lot of his articles. Um, and honestly, he's actually uh, he, he sparked me to be writing more as well. So I've been trying to write more as well, but, uh, but yeah, he's totally blowing me out of the water um, on there. Uh, most of the articles write David recently. So kudos to David. Great. Um, show him some love, uh, throw him some comments in in his articles and, and say something to, uh, to him in the discord as well. And, and Jared's Jared's yeah. See, David's making us all step up a little more. Um, Jared's also on our writing team. Uh, and I'll just say, if you guys have, uh, any of you guys that are listening, watching, if you ever want to join our writing team, we are looking to add more people to, to that team. And so, uh, just, you know, hit us up on social media or our discord and say, Hey, I'd, I'd like to, I'm interested and I'd like to, uh, to try out that writing thing. Uh, just let us know. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. We also have news that, uh, there's a new, a new publisher. For Nintendo Switch that's coming on the scene. Barry, tell us about this new publisher. Yeah, so uh, there's a new publisher coming out. It's called Premium Edition Games. Uh, now, it was, it was kind of funny because I got an email from Steve, you know, like, hey, you know, did you know this? Check this out. Um, you know, here's the embargo. Here's the press release and all this. He forwarded it to me. And uh, I don't think he realized that I actually had the write-up ready to go. And, uh, I had no idea. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny because I was able to do that um, because um, phys, uh, Premium Edition Games uh, started into a type of fruition, so to speak, last year uh, between uh, my two other co-hosts on the Switch Mania Playcast, Jeffrey and JP. And they got together and uh, they start, started discussing, hey, we're going to make a let's, – let's, let's, let's make physical games. Let's do it. And uh, no idea. I, I, I didn't know them at the time. Uh, and then after I joined the Playcast back, I think in November or late October of last year, and uh, they're like, hey, so uh, let me, uh, let me uh, tell you about what we're doing. And they, they, they told me. I was like, that sounds awesome. Uh, I said, I, I want in. And they were gracious enough to, to bring me on board. So I'm actually a a member of premium edition games. I am a, I am a staff member. Uh, and it's awesome because we're, everyone's works as a team. You know, they, they do a bunch of, uh, you know, Jeff does some things, JP does some things and, and I do other things. Um, you'll find me like on the discord. I run the discord over there. I'm constantly doing the emails and customer service and, 
and we're always discussing, hey, what games should we bring out and having table discussions on that and a lot of work. And uh, right now, uh, Steve is, is playing our direct, which, uh, you know, I was able to take part in, which was cool. Um, just fun to actually record, which I don't think Steve even watched the direct, to be honest with you, because I figured I would get a message like, wait a second, that sounds like you. The very voice, first voice you hear is me. Is it really? Uh, yeah, I never watched. I just I just read the, the article and had no idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you have an idea that I was even part of it. Which no, honestly, like I'm finding out right now, I, and 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 I was like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, he said he had big news to talk about. <laughs> like, yeah. this is probably it. I, I definitely hinted uh, at this for sure, but I couldn't say anything, of course. And uh, yeah, so we're we're starting right now. Our first game is Super Blood Hockey, which I did mention I'm playing, and that is our next playcast game. So that is available. Uh, to purchase right now. It's a pre-order. Uh, and our second game coming out is actually going to be a four-pack from Pigeon Dev Collections and sometimes you. It's going to be four games all on the same card. We like all physical, no downloads. We want the full game. Uh, and then one for next year that we already showed off was a robot named Fight, which is a Metroidvania. So perfect for you, Greg. Um, fantastic, fantastic game. Um, these, these are just some of them. Um, we have more coming, but Super Blood Hockey is going to be the first. And you can see the footage right there. It is ice hockey, Blaze of Steel style, NES, with tons of blood and action. And it is a ton of fun. Um, really, really cool. And we're, we're going above and beyond with a lot of the stuff because we want all of our stuff to be premium. So our standard premiums, they have the slipcase. Uh, in the case of Super Blood Hockey, is actually the artwork is done by the artist for Mortal Kombat which is really hmm. cool. Um, but they're going to have a, you know, a, a pin, they're gonna have st stickers, they're going to have a card, um, they're going to have a full-color manual, and then we're going to have a deluxe version, which are going to have extra stuff like a steelbook and soundtrack. And all our deluxes, we're actually going to do a old-school strategy guide for the games, written, you know, written physical book strategy guide. Uh, super awesome to have. And uh, not every game is going to get that treatment. Super Blood Hockey isn't, for example. But... Um, it's they're all every game is going to be, you know, filled with love and done with love. And all the games we are actually talking with the developers. We are working with the developers. I'm I'm doing interviews with the developers so we can get the interviews out there on, um, on our site and kind of build up some ho you know hype with that. Uh, and let let the you know kind of like Planway C. We want our customers to feel the same way about the games as developers do. We want them to see like the passion behind it. And that's why we're working with them and, and really just trying to bring some great games to the physical space for the Switch that, you know, already they're already out there digitally. But there's so many of us collectors out there that we really want to bring more attention to some of these games because not everybody, the, you know, see the eShop is full of games. You might not have even heard of these games, you know, and they've, they've been out, you know, since like Super Blood, Hockey, Super Blood Hockey came out last year and probably people never even heard of it until our announcement. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, here you go, you know. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, definitely a different experience finally being, you know, in the, the publishing field. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to do more. Um, we just brought on an, another another member to do some social media stuff now. Frank, he just joined us. So uh, it's great to see us growing and the, the love from the community, um, you know. And, and that's just it. We're, we're, we're trying to show everybody, like, hey, we're, we're, we're legit. And outside of our first game, we're not selling any of our other games until we at least have them in hand, which is cool. 
Um, the first game is a little different because we we need the capital and we you know we're working through it. But but we told people it's coming out. Like it's not like you know we did an industry talk with um, physicality and they're waiting till that bar hits before they put out the physical. We're not waiting. We're doing a six week pre order at that point. We're going ahead with it anyway, um, which is cool because. We're gonna, you know, do what we have to do to make sure these games come out, and then afterwards, you know, we'll we'll continue to sell the games. Of course, um, we're hoping it sells out. Of course, but you know, it's a matter of whether people want to or not. And and like anything, there's been hiccups. Uh, you know, running a company. Uh, for example, you experienced it that that you got three emails for the press release, um, and then you got three emails because it's a funny story, and I I will always tell it, and I will always make fun of JP for it, is because we we literally were spending that night doing like the final meeting. You know, like the three of us were. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna you know you know, set up and here's how we're going to handle launch day. And I was actually writing our blog on our site and JP was writing the press email and we're all getting excited. And he's like, all right, I'm good to go. We are like, good night. We, you know, I walk upstairs, I'm getting to bed. All of a sudden I get a message and it's JP going, oops. And then I get a call from him and I'm like, what, oops, what? He's like, I kind of sent the email and he was panicking he's like i didn't know it was gonna send i didn't know it was gonna send and i was like oh no you know like that's not good um so i'm like okay okay calm down let's send another email out and just call it oops and and just say like there's a you know a embargo so we can we can control when people know about this which okay. is really funny because i i made sure to include that in my email to you because <laughs> at the time i had no idea i copied your email, exactly what you said, and I sent that to JP and said, yep, see, you know, at least the message has been getting across because yeah. you've seen when people opened it. Mm -hmm. So then he sends it out. And he's like, okay, good. He's like, oh, crap. I'm like, what now? He's like, I didn't include a time zone. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I would do oops too, you know? <laughs> You're talking Eastern time zone. Uh, so it was like really funny with that. And obviously, uh, you know, we, we actually had a, a little flub with our uh, pricing. Uh, well, not with our pricing, with our, our packaging. Uh, we actually had it as a bigger package than it would be. So the shipping was significantly more. So we're like, oh, crap. You know, like we had to go through and it was like cut in half. There was an option to cut the price in half. So we had to email everybody that purchased like, hey, guys, you know, just, you know, you can email us and we will issue a refund of, of the difference. So, you know, lots of lots of emails I've been getting over the past couple of days. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to go down to the other pricing. So it's it's been an experience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun and I am truly honored to be a part of that team and uh, going forward I'm you know this is the first time watching this indie direct you know indie world and I'm like hey you know I'm in a position now where some of these games could very well become physical and and obviously nothing set in stone because it just happened and I'm sure a ton of other companies are doing the same thing but uh, you know we're, we're definitely interested in bringing some of these games to the physical market ourselves mm -hmm. so we'll see if that happens but nice. yeah, it's really cool and exciting to be in this part of the uh, the gaming industry at this point. Very nice. Well, congratulations. Well, if you need anyone to review your games, I'll be able to help you out. You're a publisher, so you got contacts now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's that that's not my department. I don't get the review codes, unfortunately. That's yeah, right. so, Maybe some know. giveaways. <clears throat> uh, but uh, we'll talk later about that stuff. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's one of those things where, you know, there will definitely be discussions going forward and, and, and definitely, you know, group discussions. And I think that's one of the coolest things is, you know, they started this company last year 
and they decided to just say, hey, do you want to be a part of this? We really should, because we all worked so well on the Playcast. If you don't haven't listened to the Playcast, um, you really should. It's a fun, fun podcast, and uh, we do. We, we work really well together, so... It was just nice that they said let's let's include you and let's let's do this and and you know I I love being a part of that I love being like oh what about this game should we should we pursue this game oh this game's kind of crappy uh, oh this game's great this game needs a physical and it's also you know with my connections with Play NYC you know I've I've you know pitched several of those developers and said hey these guys are hungry these guys should have it so we'll see uh, you know it all is a lot more it's it's more than just hey. You know, we, let's make everything physical. It's, you know, honestly, can we sell 5,000 units? Because that's the minimum order. And it's like, oh, they're, they're not cheap to make a physical game. So it's, it's as if I wanted to, I would make them all physical, but I can't. So that's why we did like the, the Pigeon Games dev collection. We're looking into doing more compilations because you really get a more bang for your buck. And yeah. what's funny is if you look at the Pigeon dev games, there's four games on there. Uh, two of the games are Awesome P1 and Awesome P2. Awesome P1 and 2 just came out physically um, from, from East Asia Soft for the Vita. The two of them on the card, same time. Only like 1,500 copies because small print run and it sold out. Um, then you look at Red Art Games, which just announced today that they are also doing Awesome P1 and 2. They're doing it for PS4, but they're doing them as separate releases. Mm-hmm. So two separate discs. You have to buy two separate PS4 games to get both games. And then you look at us. And we're, we're doing the whole Nine Yards collection, or you can get the standard, either one, the regular edition. But we're including both games on the card with two more games on the card, all four for, for significantly cheaper. And it's like, wow, you know, you know we really want to try to bring that, that bundle deal to, to gamers. Because honestly, I don't think those, you know, Awesome P on its own warrants a whole CD. It's a, it's a smaller game. Um, I think Red Art is being a little greedy on that. Uh, they held both of them fit on a Vita card. There's <laughs> no reason both of them can't fit on a Blu-ray. <laughs> but uh, it, it's really, that's what we're trying to do because those are stuff I love. I love compilations. I've always loved compilations. Uh, you know, I think you just, it, you, you get a better feeling when you're buying totally. a whole compilation. You know, like totally. the Namco. Namco Museum took off for a reason. You know, I bought that those collections so many times, even yeah, though I have so them already. Times. I just keep buying them because they're cool to have the collection. Um, and some of them I've even bought digitally and physically because I forgot that I already owned it. Bought it again. <laughs> but I don't care because it's cool. Um, Barry, you're getting like a ton of, of congratulations and and all that stuff in the the chat. So I definitely want to make sure we we call them out. Uh, Jesse is also in the chat. Uh, your your coworker there of Limited Games. So uh, or not Jesse. your coworker. Oh, yeah, he's Jesse. from Limited Run. Jesse Limited. is a very good fan that was a fan of the Playcast. That's and what it is. Okay. After I joined, you know, we started talking. He's a really awesome guy. He runs the Switch Collector. Um, ah, Facebook right. group, the the biggest switch group on Facebook, and now he's he's joining us here, which is awesome. And much love to Jesse. Thank you. That's for, cool. Uh, for okay, that's that's the connection. I knew there was a connection there somewhere, but I'd forgotten. So, uh, yeah, Jared saying congrats. Roth saying nice, you got this. Hassan saying congrats. Uh, Jakester is already putting in his money uh, for a physical version of Raji. So um, there you go. To be honest with you, Raj, like I told you, Raji was my game of show, and Raji was also. Uh, very big highlight for JP and Jeff. So I, I will say I will do everything <laughs> I can in my power to get a physical of Raji. I think that game deserves it. Even though, like I said, my wife literally bought 
the digital version. It doesn't matter. Um, I can't say we're the only ones pursuing it. I'm sure no. they probably got a lot of emails after <laughs> sure. that. Happened. Yeah. Uh, if you don't do it, I'll just be happy to at least see it come physically because I think that game looks yeah. awesome. But we will bring – the thing is, like, so many of these companies, they bring out so many. Uh, you look and they're like, like – some, some like Super Rare tries to do like one a month, which is cool. Um, you know, like Limited Run seems to have at least one or two every weekend or every week uh, with a pre-order. We're, we're trying to do – with our deluxes, we're trying to do the 40 year. 40 year. Uh, not one a quarter, not too much. And then for the the, the, the regular editions, the, the regular premium editions, um, we're we're gonna sprinkle them in here or there. But we're we're not really gonna try to break the bank. We want we understand as collectors, we understand how expensive it gets, but we want to give some extra love to those games. Absolutely. For sure. And uh, I think that's kind of cool, too. It, it's uh, it's it's cool that we got the opportunity to, to talk about that tonight alongside the the Indie World Showcase and also play NYC. It's like yeah. this was definitely a very indie focused uh, uh, podcast episode. And I think that's really cool. And I think that's really awesome that that companies like Premium Edition, but also all these other companies that that you're going to now be in competition with um, are are out there because it's really awesome for you know for the developers of raji to all of a sudden they probably got hammered with emails saying from all people you know companies like yours and saying okay hey can we put this on physical can we we want your business we want your your game and and that's going to be so awesome as an indie developer you know for people some people that that really are this is their passion project they developed it all on their own in their basement and then all of a sudden like now they're getting hammered by all these different publishers saying, we want your game on physical, can, can we have it? Um, that's gonna be so awesome. Well, I think that's, that's what's gonna happen. I mean, I'm sure that uh, we're gonna have a time period where there's gonna be less physical games put out by the bigger companies, and it's all gonna be handled by smaller companies, because there is a market. There's a, a huge market for that. And I think that, uh, you know, it shows. It shows a lot of people we, we love our physicals, you know, and it, it's it's nice to have something tangible. And I'm sure for these developers, it's going to be a dream of theirs to. And I've heard from Play NYC when when talking to developers, they're like, it'll be a dream of mine to have my game on a shelf and to know my game is on someone else's gaming shelf and mm-hmm. they're in their collection. Like, I can't disagree. I think that'd be awesome. Like, here's my copy of Mario 3 and here's my copy of Mario Odyssey and here's my copy of Insert Game Here. And it's like, oh my god, it's right next to it. Holy, that's amazing. Yeah. I never thought it would, should even belong on the same shelf, let alone right next to. Right, right. That's really cool. So we'll, we look forward to uh, to hearing more about Premium Edition games. And uh, yeah, if you guys want those games, make sure you head over to the website, premiumeditiongames.com. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess and check that out. Also check out Barry's article on NintendoFuse.com all about it. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I know Greg's got to go pretty soon. So we're going to skip ahead in our uh, outline. You guys that are listening and watching don't realize that we're doing this, but I'm just telling uh, Greg and Barry, we're going to hop ahead uh, just a bit and talk about this story because I know uh, Greg's really excited about it, um, that there has been a new uh, Zelda trademark filed possibly for a 35th anniversary. And uh, there's also been recently a Skyward Sword version on Switch that uh, popped up on the Amazon UK site briefly and then was taken down. So uh, 
possibly maybe we're having some stuff for uh, the 35th anniversary maybe we're having some some uh, games coming over to switch um of course we've been talking about the mario 35th anniversary for a while too and nothing has really uh you know came about from that yet um but there's still a possibility i guess i i think if i'm remembering correctly september was the date that the original super mario brothers came out uh i think in in japan so maybe they've been holding back till september maybe I don't know. But uh, Greg, what do you think of these these trademark filings? Are we going to see anything from Zelda for the 35th anniversary? I would absolutely love to see that. Um, Skyward Sword was actually one of my favorite uh, 3D Zelda games, so I would absolutely love them to remake it and be kind of interested to see how they do it on Switch. I mean, I know the Joy-Cons have the motion controls, able to still do like the Skyward Strike and all that kind of fun stuff, but it also might have the opportunity to also have traditional controls, which is what everybody really wanted for that. Um, I don't even know if that's possible because I know a lot of the combat was motion control based and that made a lot more element of strategy to taking down the enemies. But I'm definitely would be really excited to see any, any sort of packaging or any sort of celebration for Legend of Zelda. So hopefully that would also come with like a Breath of the Wild 2 kind of teaser, but you never really know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, they're already talking about this. Jared's super excited about the trademarks. Um, and uh, hopefully the the Breath of the Wild 2 Special Edition, also, again, rumored. Um, yeah, if that uh, Nintendo Direct happens next week, like he's saying, who knows? Uh, Barry, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, I am excited. Uh, I always like when they do anniversaries, uh, especially when they do them well. Uh, like the Kirby anniversary on the Wii was done very well. The Zelda anniversary on the GameCube was done decently. The Mario anniversary on the Wii was done poorly. Um, <laughs> so I'm really interested to see what they do. And uh, I, I would love to see Skyward Sword get another life. Um, I, I think it gets too much of a bad rap. It's not a bad Zelda game at all. It's linear, which is the biggest thing against it. I wasn't a fan of the imprisoned fight over and over and over again. That was probably my least favorite part of it. But if they did it again and they allowed you to do motion controls with the Joy-Con but also play more traditionally without that, I think that would be a huge sell. Um, I would probably play that way just because I already beat it once with the motion controls. Hey, let me do it without that. And I think, I think we're at a stage now where the motion control fad, so to speak, is really gone. Like, you know, the Joy-Cons are, are still used for some things. You know, they even in like clubhouse games, they had bowling and stuff like that that used Joy-Con. But for the most part, people just expect traditional controls again. Like, we, we did that. That was a phase. We've moved on. And uh, except VR. VR is a little different. But I, I would prefer to play that the second time around with traditional controls. And I would love to see that. Although, I think if it was just Skyward Sword, I think that would be a little bit disappointing for the anniversary. Um, simply because you're talking 35 years. You're talking a ton of Zelda games. You could do more. You could do a nice collection. Like, you could just set, put out... I mean, on the GameCube, you had Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask 1 and 2 on a collector disc. Cool. You can do something very similar. You could do a disc or a card with Zelda 1 and 2 with A Link to the Past, with the original Link's Awakening and, and or DX. 
you could throw like four swords and four, you know, the anniversary and, and four swords adventures, which never got ported there. You could do a combo of Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D with the updated visuals. You could obviously do the Wind Waker HD and the Twilight Princess HD from the Wii U ported over. They're porting everything. Why not? Um, you know, just start bringing some of that stuff over and, and they could e- it would make money. It would make money and it would be easy to do. And especially if you did like volumes, like volume one, volume two, and you did like, and they all had like something on the spine. So if you, if you made them all and you put them all together, it made like the Hylian <laughs> emblem or something cool. that would sell, that would sell. People would want it all. Um, they should make that happen. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, my prediction at the beginning of the year was that it was going to come out at the end of this year. It was going to come out and, and compete with the PS5 and the Xbox, you know, sex. Um, I'm not sure anymore because of COVID. I, I didn't know COVID was going to be as big as it is or a thing. So um, I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year. I think that the Deluxe Edition or Collector's Edition absolutely um, seems logical. <laughs> it seems like that's going to be something that's going to happen. But I do think that it's not going to happen. And they did state they want a Zelda game every year. And I really will be upset if Cadence of Hyrule is their Zelda game this year, considering that came out last year. Mm. Um you know, it's a, it's a new, newly physical this year, but it's still, it's that shouldn't count as your Zelda game. We don't have a Zelda game this year, right. so let's let's see the man. You know, and same with Mario. Let's let's get those anniversaries. Let's celebrate, especially with COVID. It should be so much easier for them to re-release older games than to develop new games right now. That's you would true. think. You would think. You would, <laughs> you would think. think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Barry, or sorry, Greg, you gotta you gotta head off. Yep, I yep. was just about to jump in. So. Enjoy the rest of the show, guys. I'll definitely yeah. be listening in to see how you guys cover the rest of the topics. For so. sure. Before you go, what are you looking forward to doing over the next couple of weeks? Any any specific games you're gonna be playing? Um, yeah, we celebrate my birthday. Um, That's true. It's your birthday Sunday. tomorrow. Happy birthday! Yeah, you know, my birthday, Greg. Yeah. Throw a happy birthday, so I, uh, Greg, in the chat and in the uh, the comments later. Yep. And then, um, so I got a copy of the Origami King Paper Mario. So hopefully, I'll get a chance to start that. Um, I also got Catherine full body also hoping to be able to start that and see that as well. So I was hoping to have started one of them before today, but just animal crossing just gets in the way. Sometimes <laughs> like, got to find Pascal one more time. And then you're in the ocean for 45 minutes, still find, trying to find <laughs> one pesky, uh, clamshell. So, <laughs> Oh, I know that feeling. Nice, nice. Well, cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Greg. Uh, people are throwing their happy birthdays in there. Enjoy your birthday tomorrow, yeah. and uh, have a, have a good night. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you, Bye. Greg. All right. Well, uh, as we continue on, there's uh, there's been a little bit more news, Barry. Um, uh, a game that has been discussed a little bit um, a, a few times, but uh, I don't. I think some of us were we're still holding out hope. Um, and some of us have probably given up hope. Uh, but uh, Pikmin 3 is actually coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, so speaking of all the you know, the ports that they're making from Wii U, uh, Pikmin 3 is going to be heading to the Switch on October 30th and uh, in a deluxe format. So it's actually going to have the entire uh, original storyline and all that sort of thing. Um, but there's also going to be uh, co-op added to the entire story mode. Uh, there's going to be a new side uh, story missions feature, featuring Olimar and Louie Louis, um, exploring planet PNF 404, also available in co-op as well. Um, there's going to be Bingo Battle, which is a head-to-head multiplayer match. 
Um, there's going to be all mission mode uh, DLC from the original Wii U game. So a lot of times when you have the deluxe games like that, you do have all of the original uh, DLC. So that's really cool. There's going to be new difficulty options, uh, lock-on targeting, optional hints, and a choice to play at a more relaxed pace. Uh, if you wanted more of a uh, a mellow mode, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, what do you what do you think about this, uh, Barry? Did it, did it surprise you? Are you? I mean, I know you're going to be getting it because you get them all. But uh, are you going to be? Are you excited to play through uh, Pikmin Three on Nintendo Switch? I actually never got to Pikmin Three on the Wii U. Oh man, I never played it, and I like that relaxed mode because I'm one of those that I'm not a big fan of timed things. I like to relax and chill. And I didn't, I played the Pikmin 1 on the uh, GameCube a little bit, never played Pikmin 2. And then when they came to the Wii, I got Pikmin 1, tried that, and I enjoyed it. I didn't beat it, but I enjoyed it. But again, it was a time element that really, it really started to stress me. Mm. And uh, I just, I just don't like that. So the relaxed mode helps. Uh, but I'm still, I'm still disappointed in this. And I'm disappointed in this because I, I don't think it would have taken much to throw Pikmin 1 and 2 in there. I really don't. I think yeah. especially when you have a series like Pikmin 3, or just a series like Pikmin, uh, it's not a household name. Nintendo fans, we know Pikmin. But even though it came out almost 20 years ago, right? Oh. 20 years, it launched 2001. Barry, you're making me feel old. Yeah, I know. 2001 wow. game launch title. Um, so it's, it's almost 19 years old at this point. Uh, it's still not a household name. I mean, there's been there's been four releases since since 2009 uh, since 2001 in 19 years, four releases and two re-releases. So it's one of those things where people may not necessarily want to jump into the third game, even though they're all separate. That people don't not everyone knows that. Right. So give them one and two. Put one and two on there. Just one, two, three. Boom. Mm -hmm. Have a nice collection. It would be really fantastic. And I feel it will warrant the price. Uh, it's the same thing with like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That, is, that like they should have included returns. People would have been happy. You would have mm -hmm. had two for one. And I just just got finished saying how I like compilations. Well, here's another example. They could easily do it. They yeah. could do it, and it would be great. Or if they didn't, let's say they said we want to sell Pikmin Three at sixty dollars. We want it to be its own thing. How about a two pack releasing alongside of it with Pikmin One and Two? And get this, if you sold the two-pack at like 40 bucks and this at 60 you can get 100 bucks out of people wanting to experience the Pikmin series. And if they maybe, maybe they're just unsure, let them buy the one at 40 bucks. Now at least they purchased your thing and they get two games and they get to try it out. You, you expose the series to more people and you wind up making everybody happy. Because if sure. you don't care about two and you just want three, you just buy three. Um, it just or buy them all like, three in a deluxe pack for $100 and you get a Pikmin hat. Or something, <laughs> yeah. A little slip case that you can put them in yeah. and a little bonuses or something like that. Like they do with like Pokemon where it's like buy both of them and get a slip case and you get you know a couple little extra stuff. Hey, absolutely. The marketing writes itself. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so to me, it, it almost feels lazy that they aren't doing that. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying it's super easy to do, but it it's, can't be that difficult. Yeah. There's other Wii games that have made the jump to to the Switch. There's you know Wii U games to the Switch. There's there's it's just not something that I don't think you know, they can outsource it. A lot of times they outsource. Look at look at Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's mm -hmm. Mask 3D I mentioned earlier. They were outsourced to a company called Grezzo. Grezzo then went on to do Ever Oasis for Nintendo. Nintendo didn't do that. They outsourced that. That's Zelda. 
you're telling me they can't outsource Pikmin, which is nowhere near the caliber right. of a franchise that Zelda is? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the chat is blowing up about Pikmin. Um, I am I am a huge Pikmin fan. I, I'm not like a humongous Pikmin, Pikmin fan because I've actually never played two, which is kind of weird um, because for some of my friends that are also Pikmin fans, Pikmin 2 is their favorite. Um, I think because the multiplayer aspect was was really fun for them. Um, but uh, I did not play the original one. I played it on Wii when they re-released it and, and had a blast. I really like the motion controls in it. So we've talked about this motion control thing. Um, actually, uh, Jesse said earlier, he, he wishes more games had motion controls. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think I think it's... I hope that there's an aspect of that that they do bring that in because that was fun and, and everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm really excited. I I didn't ever finish Pikmin three, partially because some of the chat that's actually going on to talking about that that time mode that's in there. So you have like that this 30 day limit, and uh, you can do redo days. But yeah, you have to like did I get far enough along to like advance in days or should I redo that again? Which is an interesting uh, mechanic for sure. Um, but I think it also is a little bit, it holds some people back. So the fact that you have that, that relaxed mode is, is really cool. And I'm excited to, to see them, see them throw that in there. Um, Jared agrees. It would have been great to have a collection. I, I think we may still, there's, I think there's there's still some time um, that we can't say that it's not happening. Um, they could just surprise us, you know, for holiday uh, 2020 that they could have some sort of collection, at least with one and two together. Um, Chariot Goblin said that's why he doesn't believe uh, there's a 3D Mario collection. They haven't done one since Kirby in 2020 or 2012. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. And then like. There's there's some things like that. Jared loved the uh, the Pikmin hat. Um, he wants one of the plushies that they sell as well. Um, I agree that that might get me to buy the uh, the physical collection if they did some you know pack with all three in there and and threw in uh, one of the plushies. I would I would be very tempted to get that for sure. Actually, if they wanted to do a pack with a, a Pikmin inside like a plushie, but the color is different, like you can get the red, the blue, the yellow, etc. You would get the the Uber collectors that would buy every variation. And you would get them to buy like five five times. So that's like five hundred dollars from one person. <laughs> yeah, Hiawati, uh, Hiawata. Uh, that's how you pronounce that, probably. Um, says that uh, I think they I might miss the Wii U specific features too uh, much to get it on Switch. I agree. I think that's going to be really interesting to uh, you know how like how they're going to bring that. I I'm guessing they're going to probably just put an on screen map. Um, but it was really cool to have you know, all the, the, the map and just the auto travel and all those different things that you just had at a, at a, at a touch, at a glance and at a touch. Um, and so it, it won't be the same experience um, because that game was was built with the Wii U in mind. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a bad experience. I just think actually maybe maybe the Wii U version might be better <laughs> um, uh, because it was built for that. But I think it, it could still be good. Um, just like I think... You know when they when they ported it over to Wii, um, it was good. I actually prefer it on Wii over over GameCube um, because I really like the motion controls. Um, but uh, so we'll use Joy-Con motion controls or regular, like if they'll do both. I really hope they do, for sure. 
Um, I am I am so sorry, guys. Like, there's too much chat for me to keep up. It's just like scrolling like crazy. I do want to go back quickly because as I'm seeing as I'm seeing all this come through, uh, there was some chat about Zelda as well. So I just want to highlight some things from that. Again, there was a lot of chat about that too. Um, but uh, but Jakester says that uh, he would really want an anniversary um, a mobile game. Uh, they they announce a, a mobile game instead would be interesting. He was joking about that. Um, but then uh, Jared says that he thinks they're going to be a Nintendo Direct next week. It's going to have a presentation with Miyamoto uh, being the front runner of it. And he'll give a brief talk about Mario and his history before officially announcing an All-Stars 2 collection and then show off a, a brief trailer about uh, Breath of the Wild 2 along with a special edition. Um, Jared, like, I I think that would be awesome, but uh, <laughs> let's not get our hopes up. Um, uh, because uh, I got my hopes up, Jared. <laughs> you better not let me down. I'm, I'm really hyped for this. Now. <laughs> you know, like, just like we had a surprise announcement that Barry is now a publisher of Nintendo Switch games like maybe jared's got some you know surprise announcement that he knows what's going on he's actually like producing these these nintendo directs or something maybe i don't know <laughs> jared have you been holding on us <laughs> uh that's why he hasn't been able to write much lately he's been just be uh producing directs um yeah jakester says he doesn't think uh, breath of the wild 2 is going to happen this year he actually thought the same thing even before covid um, but he does wish that they would release some around oracles or minish cap. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be really cool to kind of, uh, put some additional, um, love toward like some of those, those handheld Zelda games that, that I, I didn't play. I've said before that I was never a huge fan of the handheld games and didn't really play them that much. It'd be really cool to, uh, to maybe, maybe this year for the 35th anniversary, they'll, they'll shed a little more light on those, those handheld versions instead. Um, man, it's so blowing up. I, I could do an entire podcast tonight just <laughs> reading what the chat room is saying. Uh, Huston's talking about how the wonderful 101 was fine, but other Wii U games have been uh, fine without the great the gamepad on Switch. Kind of talking about uh, Pikmin, how they how they moved that over as well. So, um, so yeah, Pikmin three should be should be okay. But yeah, I think there's probably going to be some things that if you, you you could miss, but if you didn't play it on Wii U, you probably won't miss them because uh, they'll probably do a good job. They did the Mega Man Zero ZX collection, had, uh, you know, ZX and ZX Advent, which were DS games, and they managed to make it work with the second screen as a smaller little thing. So they can make it work if they really want to. There you go. Uh, Jared says it's his own dream on the off chance that I'm right. You know, like, you know, when you talk about uh, Marvel movies and all these other things about headcanon, that's that's uh, Jared's headcanon. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, and he said he's he's only been working uh, on a game company with a different company outside of the, his freelance work. So yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's move on to uh, our our next to last uh, news story today. And this is this is a big one. Um, we've actually had a lot of sales numbers come out recently, and uh, in spite of COVID and in spite of Nintendo not putting out any games. Um, they are still doing really well. Um, so Nintendo Switch has now sold uh, at least what we're, we're hearing. They've sold several since then, um, but they're now at at least 61 million units worldwide. And I believe uh, not by this number, but they're probably closer to 63, 64 million by now, uh, which does put them ahead of the NES, I believe. Uh, so... Yeah, so I think that makes them, if I'm getting things correct, the 
Uh, apart from their handheld stuff, the second highest with the Wii like selling a ton, but I think the uh, that the Switch might be their second highest uh, selling console now. So, um, and then also we found out that Super Smash Brothers, uh, the whole entire series, has now topped sixty million in sales, sixty million uh, units in sales, with uh, Ultimate, of course, being the top selling one at just under twenty million units, which is incredible. Um, also, Xenoblade Chronicles series, uh, Barry, you're happy about this, I'm sure, has surpassed five million in sales. Not so shabby for a uh, for a game series that Nintendo of America didn't think was going to sell very well. We had to practically beg for that game, and all <laughs> Ameri- Reggie Americans, you don't want this, you don't want this. Well, five million in sales. That, that, that's, that's great. Five million units sold, and and keep in mind, Xenoblade's only three games. Now, granted, it's not Mario numbers, it's not Zelda numbers or anything like that, but you're, you're talking JRPG in America, which is not the biggest, uh, you know, genre for this area, and it's doing exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Every, every one is sold over a million, I believe. Maybe, maybe not X, but X was on the Wii U for that. X was just under a million, and, and Torna hasn't sold a million, but that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, a side quest sort of thing. It's, to do because a lot of people didn't buy it physically because they bought the expansion pass and you mm. got it with expansion pass. So you might that may actually not take into account uh, all yeah, that. So, yeah. Cool. So yeah, and and, and in fact, uh, the original Xenoblade Chronicles, and this is counting the the remake and everything too. Two point eight million. Yeah. Two point eight million. They didn't yeah, think it was going to sell at all. <laughs> and that's that's on exclusives. You know, when when you're dealing with with console exclusives, the numbers are always smaller than, than like Call of Duty because Call of Duty is on like everything. So it's a factoring of all those numbers. Madden, it's a factoring of all those. So when your Xenoblade Chronicles was limited to the Wii, it was also limited at the end of the Wii's life cycle. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the Wii attach rate was terrible. Terrible. The majority of people bought it for Wii Sports, Wii Play, and that was about it. Um, now on the Switch, it's... It sold over like 1.4 million in a month, which is great for a series that they didn't even think would sell over here. Right. You look at other there's other Nintendo IPs that don't even break a million, and yep. and here you go. This is you know 1.4 million or something in a month, and and two was like 1.7 million. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, two also came out in probably the heaviest Nintendo year of all time. Right. With Breath of the Wild and Odyssey to compete with. Um, so it was very much overshadowed. And that's still phenomenal when you think about that. And again, oh, absolutely. The series that Nintendo is sleeping on, this, this series is, outside of Zelda, in my opinion, their second best series. Mm. And it might even compete with Zelda if it continues this way. It is that strong and that amazing. And that's been one of my favorite things about Definitive Edition is watching people experience the game for the first time. Mm. Doing the playcast, we did Xenoblade, and I watched Jeffrey and JP both experience this game for the first time, and they loved it, and it was great. And now I'm watching other streamers experience it for the first time, and they're just like, oh my god, this game is so good. The music is so good. The characters are so good. I'm in love with this game. How is this a Wii game? That's what I was here. How is this a Wii game? <laughs> right. Ten years ago, how did I not even know about this? Um, it is a series that really deserves attention. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and on top of this, we have uh, sales results from July, uh, which, um, so on, on top of all those different numbers, we, we found out that um, 
the Nintendo Switch was the highest selling uh, game platform um, of the of, of July uh, year to date. And uh, also compared overall, um, software sales were up 32%, uh, but hardware sales were down 2%. Um, all of that probably due to a lot of COVID reasons. Um, my guess is because, you know, people are home, they're playing more games, so they're buying more games, but there's actually less hardware to buy. So that's probably why they're down. I mean, you can't even find a Switch probably any almost anywhere except for, you know, online if you want to pay the really hiked up prices. Um, so it's harder to, if they're available, they may have actually increased in, in those numbers. Um, but uh, yeah, I also, uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King placed third overall, um, being beaten only by Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Ghost of uh, Shushima. Shushima. Wow. Stop putting out games that I can't pronounce. No, that's not your fault. That's my fault for not knowing how to pronounce any of those things. Um, but uh, yeah, and then also, I mean, Ring Fit Adventure ended up, you know, number six. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons at five. Mario Kart Deluxe at number eight. I mean, Mario Kart Deluxe is still selling like crazy. Um, Super Smash Brothers, Breath of the Wild, uh, still like on those top charts. Um, so not only are people buying brand new games, but they're going back to those old games that they have that they have more time to play now. So they're they're buying them. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts about all these different numbers, uh, Barry? What what do you think about this this sort of thing? The biggest takeaway for this was Animal Crossing. 22 million in three months. That is just insane. That is the number two game right now on total sales for the Switch. Anything. Just picture putting out a product and selling 22 million units of it in three months. That is, you know, the old GIF of like the, the Wii and the DS, like it prints money and it's like Iwata and Miyamoto and like the money's just coming in there all like happy. Like that's Animal Crossing right now. It prints money. It is legit making so much for them. And it is perfect for this time of everything going on. And to me, that is the biggest takeaway. But I'm so happy for Nintendo, um, you know, just, just doing it and proving people, you know, we're going to continue moving to the beat of our own drum. Um, I just wish they, they did start to add more power and started looking at the bigger picture. But it's hard for them, too. And that's another thing, you know, when the numbers speak. You know, we really like this Animal Crossing. They did a good job with this. It proves. But, you know, if something sells, like I saw a lot of people like, oh, my God, we're, we're never getting another thousand year door because Origami King is like the fastest selling of the Paper Mario games. Well, you know, they're going to change it, the battle system. They said that. So for me, that was the worst part of Paper Mario Origami King. So if they're changing the battle system. I'm fine. The rest of it I thought was great. Um, so it's just one of those things where they're on fire. Yeah. They're absolutely on fire. Right. And, and even without any new announcements, <laughs> they're still on fire. That's the kicker. We haven't had a real direct since that mini one in, what was it, April? Yeah. March, mm -hmm. April? And, and then that was the last real, I mean, we had the, the third-party direct, the right. eight-minute direct, if you want to count that. We really haven't heard anything from them. Yeah. They've dropped Paper Mario and Pikmin 3 as shadow drops in terms of trailers. Uh, that's, that's it? Yeah. What are they doing? What are their teams doing? We know Metro, you know, Retro is looking for for somebody for Metro Prime Four, but but we don't know what anyone else is doing. Maybe they're not doing anything, you know. If I was them, I'm like, hey, maybe it's time to just relax for a bit. Everybody's on vacation. We're we're selling 22 million copies of Animal Crossing. We can afford to take a break for a while. Um, but uh, what's that? 
Smash gave it Min Min. They're still doing something. There you go. There you go. For sure. <laughs> and, and oh, actually, my, my Echo thought I was talking to her. Uh, <laughs> um yeah and i think uh it's interesting too that you know even with um the paper mario stuff this has now become the fastest selling paper mario game um and i didn't realize that super paper mario was actually the previous fastest selling one i guess it makes sense because it was on it was on the wii um but uh but yeah that's kind of crazy what's that last one was wii u Color Splash was on the Wii. I know, but but Super Paper Mario was on Wii, and that was the oh. previous uh, fastest selling Paper oh, okay. Mario game. Yeah, and so now it's now it's uh, Paper Mario: uh, The Origami King. Um, partially because it's a great game, but partially you know COVID people are looking for good stuff to play. Um, so yeah, I think you know if they just keep they just get keeps popping stuff out, and they'll keep making money like crazy. Um, but right now, they need to get their their hardware up because like people want a switch, but they can't buy it. Um, so just imagine if they actually were readily available, like they'd be, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see. Barry, do you ever do you think that the switch is ever going to catch up with the Wii sales, or is that a, a no go? There's no way it could happen. Absolutely. As long as things keep going, um, I think it will. It really depends on how quickly they're going to move to a Switch 2. And because of COVID, I think the Switch 2 is going to be delayed. And because of that, I think it will absolutely mm. catch up. I mean, the Wii is Nintendo's number one highest selling console. But, you know, the PS2, even the PS4 has beaten it at this point. So, absolutely. The Switch, you look, you look at the Switch, right? The Switch is 62-plus million in three years or three and a half years, right? The PS4 broke 100 million not too long ago, and that's seven years. So if the PS4, which is a fantastic system with a great library, breaks 100 million in seven years, the Switch in half that time is sitting at 62. That means the Switch is on pace, given that, to do 120 million. And that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, I wonder. Yeah. I think that it's going to be interesting to see if they, if they cannibalize themselves with their next product or if that will only, and it probably depends on how they do it. Um, but uh, I wonder, cause it's definitely, it's, there's potential there of it having lasting power and continuing to go up in sales, but they could end up, Maybe if they do, I, I feel like if they if they release a certain kind of a, of a of a system, it may cut the sales off because people are jumping ahead instead. If they release a Switch to make it significantly more powerful, you know, a little bit more more expensive, really to compete. But the keyword is they make it backwards compatible. At the same time, they drop the price of the Switch to one ninety nine, or 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 they just drop the Switch entirely and just make the Switch light you know, make it 149 or whatever, and keep that around. Still continue to make Switch games because it's playable on both. P push their mainline games to the hardcore Switch 2. I think they can extend the life of the Switch that way. And then afterwards, you know, when a family upgrades, it's not like, oh, well, now my library's gone. The entire library goes over with them. Yeah, and yeah. So the Switch Lite is a portable. Right, <laughs> right. It'd be, it'd be great for sure. Um yeah, I'm just interested to see. Yeah, because they normally don't do stuff like that. But maybe, maybe they're learning. Maybe. 
They, they usually have a handheld and a console in the marketplace at the same time. Sure. This is the first time they don't. So they could revert the Switch to the handheld only and put the Switch to, to a new hybrid uh, as a console and just go with that. Which may actually say that the Switch Lite is possibly the one that's going to have the lasting power because the Switch Pro or Switch 2 is going to continue on that direction, but the Switch Lite is probably going to keep living on, um, and that might be the one that keeps increasing sales over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's go to the chat. I'm glad that we're, we're solving all Nintendo's problems and figuring out their, their future. Uh, they should listen to us. They should. <laughs> and hire Jared while you're at it. Uh, <laughs> he knows how to run a Nintendo Direct. Um Speaking of that, he's saying they save all their direct production money and still make bank. Yeah, I, they're just totally hoarding money. And but they could, he, as he says, uh, use some of that extra money to put toward Nintendo World, which I totally agree. And thank you so much, Jared, for that transition, uh, because uh, we've actually gotten more uh, information about Super Nintendo World. Unfortunately, like we mentioned on the last podcast, uh, the the one in Florida has been delayed, and so. Um, um, you know, eventually we'll get to go to the one in Japan, but um, probably not in America for a long time. Uh, but uh, yeah, one of those, uh, the project app developer um, behind uh, Super Nintendo, Super yeah, Nintendo World, um, actually posted his uh, posted some videos of his app on Vimeo, and uh, wouldn't you know it, people found it. And they posted a lot of stuff out there. Um, I'm going to show you uh, uh, a quick, uh, for those of you guys that are watching the video version, you'll see uh, there was at TV uh, Maniaco underscore TV PS2 um, had all the stuff. Uh, but um, as you can see on the screen, they've been pulled um, right now because uh, copyright. Um, but it's still swirling out there, I'll just say. Um, and so if you want it, you could find it uh, for sure. But there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, about um, some things that we've never before seen before, seeing how the app interacts with the the, the attractions and, uh, and all that sort of thing. Um, there's really not a whole lot of news here, but uh, just a, a quick, you know, um, morning and, you know, type F in the chat for, uh, for the uh, Super Nintendo World uh, Orlando, at least for now. Um, but uh, yeah, Barry, uh, did, you get, did you get a chance to actually see any of these before they were taken down? I did not. Yeah. I wish I did. Um, they're, they're still out there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where they're absolutely still out there. I, I, I also don't want to be like, I don't like the surprise ruined a lot of times. Like I'm not a fan of leaks. I hate leaks. Um, a lot of times it gets my hopes up and then some of them are fake leaks and they doesn't come true. So I didn't really go looking, uh, especially considering that the one in Florida, which is the one I would go to is on indefinite delay. And, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't really go hunting for what's going on in Japan right now. We can't even fly to Japan if we want to, they're not taking us. Wah, wah, wah. We need that sad, sad trombone uh, sound. I need to add that to our list. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I hope. Yeah, again, we've talked about this many times, but I really hope that uh, we get to eventually, sometime in our lifetime, uh, get to experience uh, Super Nintendo World for sure. Because uh, 
it looks cool. And I won't go into it just in case there's some other people that, uh, that don't like leaks as well. But, uh, if you want to find it, go searching, you will find it. And, uh, we'll just say it will make it even sadder that, uh, we're not having it in, in America for anytime soon. I'll just say that. Um, but, uh, that's the rundown of the news for the last couple weeks. Uh, before we jump into, uh, what's coming up over the next, uh, couple weeks games and what we're looking forward to and all that sort of thing. Uh, we just want to remind you guys to, to join us on social media. Um, be sure to, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're just at Nintendo Fuse, so you can easily find us on there. And then you can also join us on Discord. Um, we would love to have you guys join our Discord to be able to just connect in between shows. We love talking about games, uh, even during the, the, uh, the, I about called it the Nindy Direct. Um, we haven't had one of those in a while. The Indie Showcase, Indie World Showcase today, um, we have an events channel that was just lighting up as soon as the, uh, as soon as it started, it was a really cool conversation, um, just around all that and, and the games we're excited about. And then there's a bunch of places just to get connected to our community. So if you haven't joined our discord, be sure to do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, you can see the, the link on the screen there, but it's also in our show notes and the description down below. Um, but, uh, yeah, Barry, let's, let's look forward to the, the next couple weeks. Um, we've talked about several of these games because they were announced today. Um, in fact, several of these games came out today. Um, so there's a lot on there that we've already discussed that we're excited about. Um, but as, as you guys are seeing, they're scrolling on the screen right now for video, video viewers. Um, my, my universe, my baby, just reminding you again, 29.99 came out today. Um, but, uh, yeah, any, anything that, that you're really looking forward to Barry as, as it's coming out the next couple of weeks, or are you going to be maybe catching up on some of these indie games? I mean, I'd love to, you know, jump into Raji and I, I might steal my wife's switch. <laughs> she's not looking to give, at least give it a try, but you know, since a lot of them are digital, I'm not going to be touching them. Uh, I'm mainly looking forward to just finishing cat quest two and, from there, I don't know. Like, like I don't really know what Nintendo's plans are. So, because of that, I might sink it myself into another series that I haven't really uh, touched. And there's a couple things that I've been thinking about doing. Um, you know, I've mentioned Yakuza, which is a big series. I might even do the Uncharted series. I haven't done that. That, which is, you know, some people might find shocking. Um, you know, just really looking forward to something that I haven't played and something that I probably should be playing. Uh, or I might, I might give color X malice another shot. Uh, it really depends on what I'm feeling. Uh, it's just, I'm looking, I, I want games right now that I can finish pretty quickly. Mm. That Okana I see on the screen now. Um, that one looks interesting. That's this Friday. Uh, might, might give that a shot. I don't know. It's going to be, uh, Pablo Geek. I mean, if you guys have any suggestions, feel free to tell me what to play so I can look at it and go no or yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Jared just posted Crab Bite. Crab Bite comes out um, this September. I can't remember the date, but yeah, it comes out though this week in oh, Japan. Okay. So I might be able to. I might be getting that because it's not getting a physical in America, so I'm getting the Japanese one, which is in English. So I might actually mess around with some Fight Crab. <laughs> That game, <laughs> it still makes me laugh when they shut it off. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I probably actually say the same, um, Barry. I think once, you know, I've been playing a lot of, you know, Animal Crossing and, and Rocket League, which keeps me going with those like little quick bites. But after finishing Torna, um, it would be like, I'm, I know you're encouraging me to play Xenoblade 2. Um, it's probably not going to be something I'm going to jump in right away because I'm, I'm looking for some of those quick, like, I want to knock it out. I want a, a good experience, but I want to be able to knock it out in just a few hours instead of sinking myself into, you know, a, a 60, 70, 80 hour game. Um, because yeah. like, I, I'd like to be able to, uh, to play several games. That, that, would, that yeah. uh, Nexomon is like a Pokemon type game. That's, I've hmm. heard some pretty good things about that. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be playing some more Super Blood Hockey this week, not only for the playcast, but that's just a fun game. Nice. I've been having fun. Speaking of Pokemon, I need to go back and actually uh, finish uh, that game because um, I, I haven't even in, experienced anything beyond, I think, the second gym because I got lost in the, the wild area and just had a lot of fun there um, and then kind of forgot about Pokemon for a while. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's go to the chat. Um, looks like... Uh, Jared's looking forward to fight crab. Like he said, uh, Jakester's going to just keep doing fate and Tetris, uh, 99, uh, which I believe we're right in the middle of a, a big, um, Tetris, uh, competition. I forget what they call the Maximus cup. I think is what they're called. It's like a three or four week one that they're, they're put a lot of the, the old stuff, um, that, that you could have won before. So you can actually win it again. Um, Jakester's just saying skip his team. They <laughs> like just skip Pokemon altogether. Um, Jared's going to be going back to uh, Animal Crossing, Pokemon Go, Smash, and uh, honestly, up for some more Bangaroom, Bang, bleh, Boomerang, Boomerang. <laughs> Foo. <laughs> I can't want to call it Bangarang because, uh, you know, um, in uh, Hook, Bangarang. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, but Jakester's saying just skip Pokemon. He's He just wants me to probably go on Xenoblade as well. Um, oh. I don't think Pokemon is worth skipping. Other uh, Jakester absolutely hates it, but I do say skip it if Xenoblade Two is the other option. <laughs> well, I have Pokemon already. I don't have Xenoblade Two, so yeah, Xenoblade is much better. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's been great to uh, to talk with you guys. Um, I thank you guys so much for jumping in the in the the chat um, and talking with us. Uh, Hiwata says, isn't there a Splatfest coming up? Yeah, I think there is. And there's like a, a free uh, a demo, I think, so you can get back into Splatoon 2. If, if that's not if that's not out yet, it should be really soon. I think you get like a free play weekend or something like that alongside the Splatfest. So yeah, I, I, I forget about Splatoon 2. I like it so much, and it's one of those games that I, I forget about. Um, so I'm glad that there's some stuff still going on around that. Um, but, uh, and Jake's just saying, don't listen to Barry. Um, so yeah, there, uh, if you're into Splatoon 2, or maybe you forgot about it like me, um, you can go check out the Splatfest and, uh, and compete with other people um, on that. But thank you guys so much again for joining in the chat room tonight. It's been a blast just to see everybody uh, throwing their ideas and their, their opinions and comments and everything else throughout the night. Uh, if you are listening to this after the fact or watching it after the fact, uh, we'd still love to hear from you. So 
Uh, hit us up on social media, hit us up on our Discord, uh, share your thoughts and everything, leave a comment here on YouTube, um, and of course, be sure to subscribe. Um, if you haven't done that yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button, like the video uh, on YouTube if you like it, um, and share this with other Nintendo fans out there. We would love to uh, just kind of keep broadening our community, and um, and yeah, we would love to, uh, to have more people on board, so if you know a Nintendo fan or any really video game fan in your life, uh, be sure to to, uh, to share the Nintendo Fuse podcast with them. That'd be awesome. Um, and Hassan is saying, yes, we do need to, uh, we need to have Hassan on because he got the Lego Mario sets. And uh, I believe he got the NES set as well. So we may have like just a special edition or something like that where Hassan comes on and does a show and tell with his, uh, with his Lego. That'd be awesome. So he built the starter course and the NES still got a bunch left uh, sets, so that would be awesome. So maybe by the next episode, uh, we're gonna have the next episode on September first, uh, twenty twenty. We're almost into September already, um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe Huston will be on the next episode, or maybe maybe we'll just uh, throw a special edition uh, thing up. Who knows? But uh, at least at least by a couple weeks, we'll we'll have Huston on, and he can show us all his Lego uh, Mario and Lego NES stuff. But uh, yeah, Barry. Anything to, to say before we wrap up tonight? Uh, yeah, I want to uh, quickly say that uh, first off, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for for watching and joining us live or, or listening after the fact. Uh, very much, very much appreciate you. Um, I do want to say that I will be uh, not only on the playcast uh, as I usually am uh, on Fridays because we're back. So, so uh, we record usually Fridays, and, and our next game is Super Blood Hockey. Uh, so do look forward to that. But also on the 24th, which is on next Monday, I will actually be a guest on the We the Gamer cast. So uh, look forward to that too. I will definitely post uh, links if you're not tired of listening to me. You can you can find me there. And uh, yeah, just you know keep it real. Have a good night, and thank you again for everything. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, like Barry said, thank you guys for for tuning in, and we'll see you uh, next time again September first. But uh, keep it tuned to all our social media, Discord, YouTube channel, and everything for things in between. Um, but we'll be back here on September first. Happy gaming, everybody! <laughs>